Hi, welcome to worship today on this 14th Sunday after Pentecost. Let us begin with the confession and forgiveness. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God of all mercy and consolation, come to the help of your people, turning us from our sin to live for you alone. Give us the power of your Holy Spirit, that we may confess our sin, receive your forgiveness, and grow into the fullness of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of one another. Most merciful God, we confess that we are captive to sin and cannot free ourselves. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways, to the glory of your holy name. Amen. In the mercy of Almighty God, Jesus Christ was given to die for us, and for his sake God forgives us all our sins. As a called and ordained minister of the Church of Christ, and by his authority, I therefore declare to you the entire forgiveness of all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Let us pray. O God, our strength, without you we are weak and wayward creatures. Protect us from all dangers that attack us from the outside, and cleanse us from all evil that arises from within ourselves that we may be preserved through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to Mark. Glory to you, O Lord. Now when the Pharisees and some of the scribes who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus, they noticed that some of his disciples were eating with defiled hands that is, without washing them. For the Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they thoroughly wash their hands, thus observing the tradition of the elders. And they do not eat anything from the market unless they wash it. And there are also many other traditions that they observe, the washing of cups, pots, and bronze kettles. So the Pharisees and the scribes asked him, why do your disciples not live according to the tradition of the elders, but eat with defiled hands? He said to them, Isaiah prophesied rightly about you hypocrites, as it is written, This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching human precepts as doctrines. You abandon the commandment of God and hold to human tradition. Then he called the crowd again and said to them, Listen to me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going in can defile, but the things that come out are what defile. For it is from within, from the human heart, that evil intentions come. Fornication theft, murder, adultery, avarice, wickedness, deceit, licentiousness, envy, slander, pride, folly. 
All these evil things come from within, and they defile a person. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. I'm sure many of you can identify with the Pharisees and scribes who were complaining that the disciples were not washing their hands. I was one of those mothers who was always saying to my kids, don't forget to wash your hands. And I say that now to my grandkids. But there was a time when we used to go camping. It was those times when my constant need to make sure my kids' hands were clean did not happen. I gave up and resigned myself to the fact that a little dirt would not hurt them. Maybe that was how Jesus felt. A little dirt would not hurt the disciples and did not change how they did their ministry or worshipped God. So why were the Pharisees and scribes so insistent that they were going against God by not being clean before eating? Dietary laws were important in Jewish life. These laws did not come from the Bible, but from the Talmud, which was a doctrine that was put together by rabbis who were interpreting what they read in the Bible. The Talmud was important to the religious leaders because it was what separated the Jews from the Gentiles. It was what made the Jewish people feel superior to the Gentiles. By following the rules of the Talmud, they felt they were following God's commands. They felt that they were God's chosen people. Some Orthodox Jews even today keep a kosher kitchen. Some even have separate kitchens for meat and dairy because of the interpretation in the Talmud of a Bible command, you shall not boil a kid in its mother's milk. Jesus' argument was that hand-washing and other laws were not biblical commands, but they came from human interpretations. Jesus did not care if people followed these laws as long as these laws did not interfere with their ability to follow the commands of God. The only commandments that Jesus felt were important. These man-made laws did not come before God's commandments. Jesus was concerned that the people were more worried about what went into their bodies than what came out of their mouths and their hearts. Jesus witnessed too many people being treated unfairly. They were pushed aside because they were considered unworthy, just like the disciples were thought to be unworthy because they did not wash their hands. The Pharisees and scribes failed to see a person as a child of God and looked upon them as unclean because they did not do exactly what the religious leaders expected of them. Yet Jesus witnessed many of those so-called holy people being wicked and deceitful. He saw envy and pride get in the way of truly loving others. Jesus came to bring people together and instead, these rules kept them apart. Jesus still had much to do to show people that they were all God's children. We still struggle with that today. Look at all the Christian church denominations that exist. 
In the Lutheran Church alone, there are 40 different denominations. The three largest are the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, to which we belong, Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, and Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Synod. When my son was in middle school, he was going to church camp. He invited his best friend to come with him. Well, his friend attended a church that was part of the Wisconsin Evangelical Lutheran Church Synod. At first, his parents said he could not go because we belonged to an ELCA church. Well, after my son's friend begged to go, his mother decided that he could go as long as he promised not to tell his pastor. Really? Well, I thought that was silly. But I was glad my son and his friend could go together. They had a good time. And I don't think either boy suffered from learning about God and how much God loves them. What is important in any Christian church is baptism, holy communion, and the word of God. I think all denominations would agree with that statement. So if we all agree that these important elements are of worship, what keeps us apart? It is the man-made rules that have been written for each denomination. There is a Latin word that I really like. It's called adiaphora. It means inconsequential or not important. Martin Luther used that word to critique the Roman Catholic Church in his day. What Jesus called human tradition, Martin Luther called adiaphora. These traditions or practices are neither right nor wrong, but should not be used to keep people apart. In an ideal world, people should be able to walk into any Christian church and be welcomed, not just to sit and watch what goes on, but to actively participate in baptism, holy communion, and the word. Will this ever happen? Not if human traditions remain more important than God's intentions. The Pharisees' human traditions of washing their hands, washing food before eating it, and keeping pots and kettles cleaned were not bad. They are things we do today. These are things that keep us healthy. But these things do not bring us closer to God. Would you refuse to hand a sandwich to a homeless man unless he washed his hands? Well, probably not. It isn't because you don't care if he gets sick. It's because you know God calls us to feed the hungry. God's command is more important than cleanliness. As Jesus said, it is not as important what goes into our bodies as what comes out. We must act from the heart, a heart that is pure and full of love for everyone, because we know how much God loves us, and our heart is full of God's love. When the heart is full of love, there is no room for wickedness, envy, slander, or pride. That is what Jesus was trying to explain to the Pharisees and scribes. 
That is what Jesus is still trying to teach us. We are all God's children. We are all a part of God's kingdom. And we all have a place in God's heavenly home. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. But our own human adiaphora can tear us apart from each other. Open your hearts to everyone and let the love of God shine out from you. It is what God wants from all of us. Amen. Using the words of the Apostles' Creed, let us confess our holy faith. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, 
and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Made children and heirs of God's promise, we pray for the church, the world, and all in need. We pray for the church, that it is a safe haven for all who seek your presence. Fill it with leaders who echo your generous welcome. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for the whole of creation. May it have the resources to thrive and flourish. Inspire us to ensure a sustainable future for generations to come. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all in positions of authority. Raise up wise leaders and guide them to seek justice for all people. Be with all those with military service and their families, especially Andrew Grau. May their ways be safe and their homecomings joyful. And remember those servicemen who died in Afghanistan. Please wrap your loving arms around their families. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all who are in need. Support and encourage those who suffer in any way, especially those we carry in our hearts and those we name aloud. Ria. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for this congregation, especially those beginning a new school year. Empower teachers and school staff. Guide students in their learning and be with parents and caregivers who provide encouragement. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We give thanks for the faithful departed who showed us how to honor God with our heart. Inspire us by their example until we are united with them in glory. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Receive these prayers of God and those in our hearts, known only to you, through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord's face shine on you with grace and mercy. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Go in peace. Remember the poor. Thanks be to God.